We all, none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I really know. know. I know. No, I, I, I know. know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite movie of all time. F9. Oh, good. How is there any other choice than Remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. (laughs) I'm spoiling mine, but... Well, let's let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not even going to talk you shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it is Apocalypse Movies on Apocalypse Now on Apocalypse Movies. That's what I meant to say. It's <laughs> here, everybody. It's way too confusing. Uh, hope everyone's doing great out there. Uh, a little shuffle there at the start, but that's all right. That's all right. We're excited to be here. Got some really cool topics to talk about tonight. Um, everyone seems to be saying it, so I guess I'll just say it up the top as a question. Is DC back? Is DC <laughs> bad? We're going to get into that. We have three topics to discuss in the world of the DC universe, which is now under the umbrella DC Studios, uh, which we will get to here in just a little bit. We got Henry Cavill back as Superman. We have James Gunn locking himself in on that side of the world. And of course, we'll be reviewing and discussing Black Adam after seeing it last weekend. <sighs> Well, let's go ahead and see how everybody else is doing. Brian, I'm going to go to you first, sir. How you doing over there? Doing good. Definitely not used to this cold weather, but I am enjoying it. It's much better than the Sacramento heat. That's for damn sure. So, yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. Decent day. All right. All right. Not too much to say there for Mr. Avlacino. Jacob, what about you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I don't know, Brian. It feels pretty nice over here in Sacramento. It's starting to cool yeah. down a little bit, you know. Uh, it's starting to be sweater weather over here. But uh, but no, I'm doing good. I am. I just. I don't know if you guys saw. I tweeted about it, but I just watched New Mutants for the first time. I'd never I seen saw it, and I actually really enjoyed it. Like for the most part, it's, it's not great, but I was like, dang, that's like. I, I mean. I like it more than some MCU movies, to be honest. Like, I, I really do. And it's so I'm like, it sucks that that movie got delayed so long and then just got completely changed and shelved and then released way later. Like, it's so, I mean, you guys were talking about it before. I would not mind if they bring those characters in somehow. But Brian uh, just spilled something. No, I, <laughs> my water bottle was sitting next to my bed and just went, woo, and just dropped um, off. Jacob, I, I, I definitely think that, uh, it would be fun to see some of those characters again. I really wish out of all of them, I really wish we would get an Anya Taylor-Joy magic. Yeah, exactly. She, she was so perfectly good. casted as she that character. badass in that movie. Yeah, and the, and obviously we can all say it, but they just didn't get the justice they deserved. They, there wasn't a lot of time. The movie was like an hour and a half long. Yeah, It was in the middle of the Fox merger. Mm-hmm. And who knows Which what the original it. movie was going to look like. But and, and also at the same time, the movie's very contained, right? It's just them at that hospital and (laughs) and um so like it doesn't conflict with anything in the mcu honestly so Mm -hmm. we'll see but uh, yeah i really enjoyed that and then of course i saw house of the dragon uh finale which was enjoyable so that's exciting can you believe that she died 
Yeah. Oh my! I'm goodness. joking, everybody. I'm joking. The whole That's show's crazy. over. Yeah. The whole show's <laughs> over. no. But the thing about that is, I honestly didn't know whether or not there was going to be a season two. Like I thought they were going to do a one-off one season. I Jimmy. really did. No, I okay. He said four. Way... You're going four seasons, forty episodes. When did they say eight. that? That's what George R. R. Martin wants. From to the mo- from the moment this show was announced, it was at least at least two seasons. Oh wow! Okay, so I'm glad. I'm actually glad I didn't know that because, like, I was kind of keep up with the times, the man. Time. Your age is showing. Your age is starting to show. But yeah. also, think about the way the season progresses. Like the time jumps. I was like, wait a minute. Like, are they gonna just tell what the whole story in one season? That's why I kind of thought. But I'm glad we're not. not I'm glad. Not we're not. You have no <laughs> idea what's coming. No yeah. idea. I mean, uh, anyway, afraid. we're not here to talk about Neither dragons. Me. But yeah. I would love to <laughs> talk about dragons. I could talk about dragons all day long, but that's not why we're here. To, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, you know, Samir asked the all inevitable question here in the chat: Where is Geo? Well, we're, we don't know. You know, he flaked. He 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 wimped out on us. <laughs> he wimped out on us. He doesn't want to talk it. I guess so. We're going to talk DC for him. We're going to talk DC for him. And we have a lot of cool DCs to talk about tonight. But before we do so, we're going to start with the movie watching challenge. Brian, you got to get better at that, my guy. Oh, that was better so much that. better than last was, week. What are you talking last about? Week, but it, was, it wasn't it even was. close to your top one. wasn't even close to your top one. You got you got to get it. You got to get it. <laughs> um, now, I was challenged last week uh, by Brian by a movie that he's never seen before. Um, just randomly picked a movie on the list, which is fair. You know, I love it. I watched uh, Requiem for a Dream, or Requiem of a Dream, excuse me. Um, which is a day. Um, oh my god! Why am I forgetting the director's name? Um, <laughs> oh my god! Darren Aronofsky, director of Mother. Yeah, <laughs> Darren Aronofsky. Uh, it stars Jared Leto, Jennifer Connelly, a couple other big actors in there as well. Um, my review is going to come up a little bit later this week. It's on a single video. We're trying to pump some more content up on the channel, so you're going to see reviews for those as single videos. I will just say this off the top. That movie's an experience. That movie is an experience. Jacob, have you seen it? I haven't, no. Oh my God, it is an experience. Uh, it is definitely something different. Brian would absolutely despise this movie with every wow. inch. And he chose it. <laughs> and he chose it. The uh, wheel chose it. The wheel, the, wheel, chose the, wheel, the wheel of justice chose it, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're going to see my thoughts on that movie a little bit later this week. Um, and boy, do I have some, so... Uh, next part of all this, though, is I get to challenge someone and just keeping a tradition here on Apocalypse Movies. Every other week goes to one Brian Avalasino because there his list go. is just too long. Um, so I am challenge- I am going right back to Brian and challenging Brian to four movies this week. And there's obviously a lot of options. And we've been challenging him lately to some like absolute bangers, some like movies that he needs to see. And these are four movies that he really does need to see. But these are four movies that I really want him to see. And like really capture 80s action very well. So here we go. Here are the four movies that I'm challenging you to this week, Mr. Brian. We have Alien, we have Predator, we have Robocop, and Ghostbusters. Mm. I cannot believe you haven't seen any of these. Oh my goodness. You haven't seen any of these. What? This is crazy. He's seen sequels to all of these. But he's, he's seen sequels to all these. You're right, or sequels or reboots. <laughs> I, I swear, I've se- wait. Is Alien the first or the second one? First, the first one. one. I swear, I've seen the first one. Okay, if you haven't, if you've seen Alien, then I'm challenging you to Aliens. Let me check. Yeah, my I think you're box. right, Brian. Because remember your little list thing you had, or your little 
calendar. Let me thing. check what my I log everything in Letterbox. So let me check. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, if that's the case, that's an easy fix. It'll just okay. Yes. So it's you. Okay. I've logged in. Okay. So yes. So I have. All right. So we're gonna go with aliens then. Which isn't. Um, don't can, people say it's better? Well, it just depends on what you're feeling. They're both really, really Some good. Some people do. Aliens that's... is considered by majority the superior film, but the first one is also incredible. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, Aliens. There we go. Aliens. Perfect. I really uh, like the first one. So, Brian, if you had a choice, if you had a choice, <sighs> which one would it be? I think I have a feeling, but I just want, I'm curious. Honestly, between probably aliens or ghostbuster i was thinking ghostbusters that's what i was thinking i to be honest though i kind of tend to lean more towards aliens okay all right well, let's see just because everyone always freaking talks about that movie all right <laughs> here we go let's see what the wheel decides it's gonna be predator I told <laughs> you. how did you know i just <laughs> felt it in my bones predator <laughs> is not a knock brian predator is an incredible movie it's the most like isn't it a very violent? <laughs> uh, Aliens and Robocop are probably just as or more violent, yeah. actually. I was thinking, isn't it? I thought, uh, I always thought Predator was like more horror-y. Like, oh, Alien, Alien, it's very similar to the first Alien. Um, It's pretty much like, a, I don't want to give anything away, but it's pretty much... A group of a group of mil a, a military group is essentially being hunted by one predator. I mean, I, that's it's all. Kinda, that's all you need to know. Horror. It's, it's a very, great, great yeah. movie. It's so. It is good. very interesting because Prey I just watched, and that was my first ever Predator. Oh, movie. right. It's very similar to Prey. It is very similar. Yeah, I was going to gonna say that. Yeah. It's so, it's one single predator in essentially the jungle. And it's a team that is led by uh, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger, as well as um, as well as Apollo Creed himself. Interesting. And Grief Carga, Mr. Grief Carga. It's pretty. It's kind of funny that I'm watching these in reverse, or not reverse. Uh, what's it? What would you say? I mean, tech, the timeline is prey would be before this, right? So now, it's well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> really, really, you can probably really watch all of those without having to watch them in order. There's very few of them that kind of like connect the dots. And to, to answer everyone in the chat, yes, Robocop is by far the most the most violent. It is the most violent for sure. It does not hold back whatsoever. Um, but I'm happy, man. He's finally watching an 80s action movie that is considered <laughs> an all time great um and i can't wait to see what you think because you you really liked prey right i loved prey it was one i think it's probably in my top 10 movies this year cool all right cool 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 all right well it brian will be, be uh top, like it might be even top five brian will be watching and reviewing predator leading into next week's show check out that and he'll get to challenge someone else next week with that said let's go and get into it we got some major dc topics to talk about tonight everybody we're going to start with the official official announcement that Mr. Henry Cavill is officially back as Superman. Yes. Thank goodness. He's officially back. Um, he posted to social media yesterday morning announcing his return to the uh, red and blue suit for DC and Warner Brothers. Um, we don't exactly have an idea of where or when he will show up. I'm hoping that it's a solo movie because we got that news last week that they're working on a sequel. 
Um, it just feels good. It's a nice relief after 10, nine years of wondering if we're going to get a Man of Steel sequel. We've seen him, of course, right? We saw him in Batman v Superman. We saw him in Justice League. We saw him in the Snyder Cut. But it's never really felt like the return of Superman just because it's never been his own movie. And now it seems like that is actually going to be happening. Cavill is back. They posted a brand new photo of him uh, in the suit, which is awesome. <sighs> I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm very excited. It's a nice relief. It's a nice little stress reliever. Jacob, I'm going to go to you first, though. Uh, you absolutely adore Man of Steel. I think most, the I most do. on out of the panel here anyway. Um, how does it feel to know that Cavill is returning to uh, one Clark Kent? I am just, it's too good to be true, to be honest, because I, I, I've said this many times before, Man of Steel and Henry Cavill made me a fan of Superman. I just had no connection to the character. I never watched Smallville. I like, of course, I, as a kid, I watched, you know, the Justice League cartoons and stuff. And I'd seen the original Superman movies, but like Superman was not even a top 10 favorite superhero of mine. And then because of Man of Steel and Henry Cavill, now he is. And so it, it was my favorite thing. He's my favorite thing in the DCEU. And uh, so I was like bummed that this possibly could never, possibly could never see him again. And it's freaking Superman. Like he's the superhero of all superheroes and especially of DC. So like, why aren't we seeing him? Whether it's Henry Cavill or not. Facts. So the, just to have him back at all is amazing. Uh, I, you know, I already got Charlie Cox back as Daredevil in the MCU. After that, this was my second movie wish that I that I would have wished for as Henry Cavill back as Clark Kent, uh, Kal El, Superman, whatever you want to call him, Man of Steel. So I I am stoked. Uh, I I mean I officially didn't know until like you know we saw <laughs> what we saw uh, in the movie theaters recently, um, but. I, you know, it was very nice surprise to see that. So, so I'm stoked. Yeah, I, uh, I think I have the long out of the three of us anyway. I think I have the longest connection to the character. You, everyone knows that I'm a, a massive, yeah, massive Smallville, Smallville fan. Yeah. Um, I've watched this series multiple times, and, um, you know, I, I, I really, I, I like Man of Steel each time I watch it. I, wa I like it more and more. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, did, I was like, okay with it when it first came out and then it really started to grow. I mean, it's, it's definitely one of my favorites as far as these new DC movies go. I think Cavill is the perfect Superman. I don't think there's a question about it. Like there's a massive debate between people who play Batman, right? And Bruce Wayne there in my mind, there's no question that Henry Cavill is the Superman. Christopher yeah. Reeves will always of course hold a special place in our heart, but yeah. Cavill to me is the absolute prototypical Superman Clark Kent. Um, and I think there was also a big argument about why we weren't seeing this because we haven't been able to see him dive into the character of Clark Kent. He's always just been playing Superman, right? Like we've seen him as Clark Kent do a little bit, but most of the time inside this DCEU, he has been Superman. Um, and so we haven't really, really been able to see the character, you know, evolve and grow like we would in a typical movie series. And Jacob, you said it. He is the superhero. He's the number one superhero. The, like, if you put a massive bracket-style tournament, I'm sorry, as much as I love my characters, Superman should come out number one. No yeah. question. Um, and the fact that we haven't gotten a sequel to a solo movie of his in, in nine years is crazy, but it's happening. People have been fighting for it. It seems like the change over at Warner Brothers and now DC Studios 
is having a major impact. They know what they need to hold on to. Um, and I hope this is the start of two, three, four, five Superman movies or stories that we get with this guy who is clearly extremely dedicated to playing the character. Um, there's not very many people that would wait around this long, continuing to say it over and over again, like he did. Um, and so I'm, I'm very happy that they held on to him and they're moving forward with it. Cause I think it's a great call. It's a great call. I mean, uh, it's hard pressed to f- see anyone that didn't want him to come back. I mean, I question your logic if you didn't <laughs> want him to come back. Um, you should be fired immediately. Yeah. Um, I'm with Jacob. I hated S- Superman before. Hated. Man of Steel. Wow. Well, because I I didn't like him because I always felt that he he just just had everything perfect. Like yeah, there was Mm -hmm. he was just too perfect of a superhero. He oh he has this power now and into this power and just whatever. And he always just seemed. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, too too good. I think there's a Um, lot of people that way, Brian. I don't think I think there's a lot of people who felt that way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then so. Then I get Man of Steel's iteration and Henry Cavill's version, and it made it a lot. I don't know. It made me like, okay, this, I kind of dig this character. Like, he's actually kind of like vulnerable, and he kind of just like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He. It, it just vulnerable seems to be the best word for me to describe. Like he wasn't so like perfect. Pure. I guess. He wasn't yeah. Pure. Like, well, cause he so, killed him. <laughs> not even that, but like he, sh- he had very much human emotions of like, he just, I, I just, he felt the most relatable, I think of all the supermans. And I think that was a big thing. Cause you want, I mean, there's always a certain part of you that wants to relate to these characters, right? In some capacity. Um, and for me, at least, Superman just never was relatable. He always just seemed to just be so perfect. And uh, that's not who I am. So how do I relate to that? Um, so for them to just not use him is just so mind-blowing because it's just he's so good at it like and he it's just yeah it would have been an absolute travesty to not use henry cavill as this character moving forward like i remember when they were saying like oh now they're gonna use supergirl or michael b jordan's bat uh not batman superman i was just like no like give us like we can do those but like give us we want to see Henry the dude Cal- yeah we yeah. want to see this one and i mean who would have ever thought that the rock would be the one to give us freaking superman back but i i'm so glad that smarter heads seem to have figured this thing out because He's a, he's perfect for it. 
He's literally perfect for it. And I know we were talking about at some point, like it, the rumor mill was that he was going to Marvel. And even I think all three of us were like, we I would rather that. see him as mm-hmm. Superman <laughs> still. Course, yeah. Like, I mean, and I mean, I have no problem saying I prefer Marvel to DC. I love DC though. I w- would love to see them succeed. I want them both to succeed. But I would rather him stay Superman. So mm-hmm. hearing that you're getting that, it's like good. Like, let's build on that one. Um, before we move on, I just gotta throw a quick question dart at you guys, and this is off the top. But if you had a choice for a villain for the sequel, mm. who would it be? I I immediately want Brainiac, but I almost That's what kind I want, want to. I want I, Brainiac. I do want Brainiac really bad, but I don't know if I want him right away. Like, I don't want Lex Luthor. I don't don't want Lex. I don't think I don't think Lex is the right time or place right now to bring him back. I want to see Brainiac on screen so bad, so bad. Um, it's interesting, right? Like. Because he he's run into a couple people throughout his DCEU run, not like main superhero villains, obviously. But um, I mean, Jacob, do you do you have any kind of inkling or thought? I mean, because so, a couple well, people mentioning Bizarro. It's funny because I, that's what I was thinking, Bizarro. But it's basically just him, right? So um, I that's see, you just brought up the the debate with Superman, who. What problems do you present to him? Who do you bring in that poses him a threat? Himself. Also, yeah. But also, like, does it have to be on Earth? Does a Superman story have to only take place on Earth? Is it is the thing? Not necessarily. So yeah, I mean, those are the first two ones that came to mind before you guys mentioned them was Brainiac and Bizarro, but I'm open to anything. I mean Parasite would be really cool. Parasite's a really cool villain. I don't know if Parasite's a big enough villain to do to go right off the bat. Um, Brainiac is, I think, is a one that people are going to go for a lot. I have a shot in the dark director, though, that is, has been on my mind for like the last week. He's going to be clear in about a year to shoot a movie. Christopher hmm. McQuarrie. Oh, okay. Isn't that the rumor? Is it? Is, is that a rumor? Yeah, there's like last week there was a whole thing of some I have not seen a single tweet or anything saying he's going to be directing. I swear to god. It this strictly comes from my Mission Impossible love. Hey, exactly. I'm, I was going to say we've seen him work with Henry Cavill before, sure right? That was yeah. Like, that was news for a couple of days last week that he I, was the one that they well, were circling. I mean, I was in New Orleans, so I clearly missed that. Like I'm pr- yeah, this was yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the I had no idea. I had no clue. This that would be a this great. Yeah, comes I mean, from my. You have, this strictly comes from my love of the Mission Impossible franchises and what he's worked on. Obviously, helping with Top Gun, doing Jack Reacher. Uh, Jacob mentioned it. Henry Cavill was in one of those movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, that yeah, was it. Was a, it was a whole thing for a little bit. You know who I also wouldn't mind because I almost don't want. I want Brainiac really bad. Like, I think he'd be fantastic. But I also think he could be, like, a build-up villain, almost. Well, he's uh, a big-time villain. Someone who can really pose a threat to Superman. Yeah. So, um, 
Oh, oh no, they already did him. Never mind. I was thinking of uh, I always say is it it's either Metallo or Metallo? Metallo. Uh, Metallo. Metallo. Oh yeah. I think Metallo's he could be really kinda... cool. The kryptonite, the kryptonite guy, and they can do something visually cool with him too. I think he could be a good like villain come like for a sequel like you don't immediately because and i'm not knocking this so please don't come for me whoever hears this uh i don't snyder used a lot of the best villains right away i was gonna so, mention doomsday but i forgot he was used in bvs yeah, yeah i mean so he you i mean you got doomsday you essentially got dark side and uh Jorel, like boom, 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 like those are so, and well, like a little bit of Lex. He hasn't Luthor. faced Dark Side yet. I, I mean, there's no going to do Dark Side inside a Superman in just in either. just a Superman movie. Exactly. Yeah, there's I no mean, way. But, so I mean, I don't know if you immediately want to throw Brainiac right away. So give me Toy Man. We'll see. I think <laughs> they do something really metal- cool with it. Toy Man or Livewire? Give me Livewire. I think Metallica. I'm pulling my Smallville love. That's what I'm doing. I'm pulling all the Smallville villains out of the hat right now. Just hear me out. Booster Gold? They make Lobo a villain. Someone said that in the chat, actually. And then, you know, like they always do, they team up. I don't know. (laughs) I just think Mike Mike K and a couple of people just said it. I do like the idea of Parasite. Parasite could be a really cool villain. Um, it could definitely be interesting. Uh, Derpy here has a comment that I wanted to bring up. Uh, he says, here's what they should do. Soft reboot with the Flash movie. Erase the Snyderverse timeline. Then solo Batman film. Solo Superman. Solo Wonder Woman. Solo Flash. Then Justice League. Introduce Martian and Green Lantern. I mean, it's kind of what they were already doing with the Snyderverse. But they just they skipped a couple solo movies. Yes. Yeah. Please. Please. I... Please. Of solo movies first. Well, I've I've said this I've said this for a while. I also don't I don't think DC should focus on building a universe right now. I think they need to give us just single franchises and then connect these movies. You can't like the card is so behind at this moment, and we're gonna get to it in the next topic. I don't want to speak too much on it, but like they need to focus on making movies, not trying to build the Justice League. Like, you can do that in a little while, but... And I, I hate making the comparison, but the comparison has to be made. The Avengers didn't happen until four years down the line from the first movie. Like, it takes time, you know? And we've had two Wonder Woman movies. We're about to get a Flash movie. We have Robert Pattinson's Batman, which more than likely won't connect to Henry Cavill's Superman. Like, they just they need to kind of just do their things right now and make good movies. That's just what they need to do. Because... Hey. Build a they world. try to connect too much. They try to connect way too much, and it just didn't work. It it just didn't work. They tried to jump way. Too, they took too many steps at once, and they just fell fell right on their face. Right, like they they need to slow down and just make some good movies. Make a Superman movie. Make the Flash. Do the Shazam two. Maybe a Shazam three or Black Adam two. You have Aquaman two coming out, and then kind of start weaving the pieces together. You have a little bit of time. I just, part of me just kind of wishes, and I don't want to dive into the Snyder verse type stuff. Part of me just wishes they would have just like, but I, I do love these characters and actors portraying them. So I don't 
want this but like part of me almost just kind of wishes like that was just kind of like a dark knight saga type thing where it was just one two three here's the story because he clearly had one storyline of the like dark side storyline that that seemed to be the overarching thing i wish they would have kind of just stuck like if you wanted to do that like do that and then have these other solo because i mean if you had like solo wonder woman right now if you had man of steel um probably that if you would have thrown that batman versus deathstroke movie uh aquaman and who else am i missing wonder woman i don't know did you say wonder woman maybe a cyborg movie like you would be set up great right now though all the like solos like man of steel great wonder woman great Aquaman. Oh, Shazam. That's who I was missing. Hmm. Shazam. Great. Like all these. So first starts of their movies would be great. Start starting points. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen flash. So like. Start, start from the solos, <laughs> like build us a world that we but, want okay. to be invested in. All right. Before, before we get into that, because this bleeds right into what we're talking about next. So we continue the conversation, but I want to cut the Superman talk. And move into the James Gunn stuff. Because this now this all comes into play with the James Gunn stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me go and break this James Gunn stuff down real quick. So earlier today, Hollywood Reporter dropped a bomb. It was like 1, maybe 12, 1 in the afternoon here in California. And I'm scrolling across Twitter and boom. It says, James Gunn, Peter Safran to lead DC film, TV, and animation division. They will be co-CEOs of DC Studios renaming itself and no longer called DC film. They will be a part of Warner brothers just as Marvel is part of Disney. We can, we can make the comparison there. Okay. It's just, it's natural to make the comparisons. That's what we're doing. Um, James Gunn will focus on the creative side of DC and Peter Safran will focus on the business and production side of things. And both are expected to continue to direct and produce projects respectively on top of their now executive jobs. Um, James Gunn will and Gunn and Safran will report directly to WB CEO David Zosloff and working closely with Warner Brothers film bosses DeLuca and Pamela Abdi. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is crazy. Gabby just got home, so the dogs are probably about to bark. Um, <laughs> so if you guys want to take it over just real quick while I mute myself, Jacob, start this off. Instant reactions to James Gunn, director James Gunn. <laughs> being a CEO of DC Studios. I personally love this, to be honest. I didn't know about it until uh, it came about in our group chat today. And I was at work, didn't have much time to think about it, but my instant reaction was, yes, that's perfect. And look, before anybody goes to, wait a minute, he doesn't know how to run a studio. That's literally why they paired him with a producer uh, Peter Safran, who does know how to do those elements of, of the production. So literally, James Gunn's going to be able to focus solely on creative uh, while, while Peter Safran is worrying about the other stuff. So that's going to work itself out. James Gunn is, you know, the, the way he makes films, and I'm sure most of us, you know, on our in Apocalypse agree, like the way he makes movies, you know, they speak, it speaks to what I like, you know, the, the way he, he tells stories and, 
you know, it's very like fast paced, very, uh, a, a lot of action, but a lot of character depth going on. It's just, he does a great job of balancing all those things. So if he can, you know, expand that into an entire universe. And I don't think they are ever, I don't, obviously they're not doing a full reboot. That would call, that would be recast everyone. That's how that would work. They're not doing that. So he gets to go from what they have and build upon that. And whether that means a, a reset or whatever they're going to do, fine. But bottom line is I trust James Gunn's creative decisions. Like not all his movies are perfect, but he lives in this world. Like he grew up, he loves this stuff. And look at Peacemaker. Look at the Suicide Squad. It, Jake, I know it's your favorite DCEU movie. It's my second favorite DCEU movie. And like after Man of Steel. And it's like not even close. <laughs> so I trust him. Uh, to handle the creative side and he has Peter Safran to do the stuff that he doesn't have experience in. So I think this is a win all the way around. The, the journey <laughs> that James Gunn has gone through since 2000, let's say 2013 since guardian started filming is mind boggling. So yeah. think of this. He did guardians one. He does guardians two. And then he's fired and canceled from tweets by Disney hired by DC to do the suicide squad rehired by Mar by Disney to do guardians three, eventually leading to a guardians holiday special, having a huge part in uh, what infinity war and Endgame were doing as well. So the suicide squad, he directs that it absolutely crushes mm -hmm. creates a spinoff of peacemaker. Now, I already said it, but he's doing Guardians 3 and the Holiday Special, which comes out uh, both within the next year. And now, he is the head of a film studio. He is the head of DC Studios. It's, it's pretty mind-boggling to think of where he went from, you know, let's say 10 years ago to now. Uh, I agree with everything Jacob said. I think, I think it's a great choice. Um, I think it's really cool that uh, someone, a director like him is going to be kind of the head running things. I, I, you know, we can make the argument that, well, they need a Kevin Feige like. You don't, you don't necessarily need a Kevin Feige like. You need someone who is, one, committed to the idea, right? Committed to the project, willing to work with people and work with everything creative. And we know that James Gunn is very creative. He's also produced a ton of projects. So he has that in his bag. You need someone who's the head of a studio to be a producer as well. That's what great people are. Kevin Feige is a great producer. Kathleen Kennedy is a great producer. We've seen it throughout time. Um, and then Jacob mentioned pairing him with someone who knows the business side of things. And that's that's awesome. Uh, and I think that's a very smart move of them. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it, it means that the DC universe is going to be the best thing of all time. I don't know if they're going to be on the right track. Um, but I think they have laid pieces down to get themselves on the right track. I think that they are making the steps forward to um, fix everything that's happened over the last couple of years, right? They have a lot to kind of wash away. There's been a lot of baggage that's there and they're trying to get uh, away, uh, trying to get the pieces away that have kind of been holding them back and hold on to the ones that have been successful, right? That's why they're pushing forward with movies like Shazam and Aquaman and Man of Steel because clearly people loved it. Um I'm interested in what James Gunn does. You know, his movies are very specific. 
Uh, they're very different. But as a producer, he's just going to be producing projects. So he's going to be talking with directors and writers and letting them do their own thing. And so I'm, I definitely have an uplifting feeling about it. And I'm excited to see what comes of it. Um, they start their job. It said in the article, they start their job November 1st. So they're boom, six days from now, they're starting their jobs as, as studio heads. Um, but yeah, I, I, it leaves me excited. It does. It's just cause it's something new and fresh and different from what we've gotten. And now we have a picture of what they want to do. Um, so yeah, crossing fingers that it ends up for the good, but I will be talking about gun a lot on this channel. If they start pumping out content and news, uh, we're going to have these conversations for a long time going forward. So, um, I mean, it leaves me excited, Brian. I mean, do you have any kind of hesitancy? Are you excited? Are you, are you, uh, curious on what kind of producer or head of the studio is going to be, or do you think it's just going to be business straight to straight to the point DC movies with James Gunn producing? No, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's a, a bit of a ray of positivity in the right direction. I'm I much rather them do this than pulling some random schmo off the street. Um, I mean, there. I think he is someone that's going to respect the property of DC. Um, I read a thing literally today that said that um, the the people that run The Witcher hate the books. So they're doing anything they can to steer away from the books. Yeah. And it's like, why would you hire someone that poops on source material? Like, I mean, James Gunn clearly respects properties and isn't going to push things out to make a quick buck. Like he's not that type of person. Um, I don't know much about Peter Safran Safran. I don't know what, even how to say his name. Um, but I think, I think it's, I think it's very smart to have two heads on a machine like this than one, especially in the situation that they kind of put themselves in. Um, I, I think, I mean, this, P this Peter Safran guy seems to be a more seasoned producer. Like that kind of seems like that was his role. Am I wrong? Like, so he has he has produced every single one of James Gunn's films and uh uh the director of Shazam David F. Sandberg's films. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, so he's produced every single so he it's it's all Warner Brothers ties. It's all Warner Brothers ties. So it very much seems to me that you have a business mind and a creative mind. He also produced the Suicide Squad. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's it it very much seems like you have one body with a business head and a creative head on on that same body, which in this case may work mm -hmm. out for them because I mean 
you, DC's biggest problem was the people in charge. The people in charge were not letting the creatives be creative. And yeah. so, like, I think by allowing this, the man has a proven record. He made people care about Guardians of the Galaxy when no one i mean it's not fair to say no one knew who the hell they were unless you were reading guardians of the galaxy comic books no one knew who the hell they were and now they're little kids know them like anything else i mean groot and rocket like everyone knows those characters so i think he's i mean a very good choice to do these types of things because I think his biggest plus is that he cares about the source material and he's not someone that pumps stuff out to pump stuff out. Like, I mean, he has said multiple times that guardians is like, he infuses part of his life into their stories. Like this, guardians 2 was a tribute to his dad guardian 1 was a tribute to i think his mom and the third one's like a tribute to him or something like that so like he's he's going to put a lot of care and time and i think karen makes a great point is that feige and him are good friends i don't think that if Gunn was to call him up and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Feige would probably be like, yeah, man, like da 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 da, giving him advice. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, no one should be only Marvel, only DC. If you love comics and comic book representation, you want everything to be successful. And who knows? Like, this could be a beautiful symbiotic relationship between the two that now they can both thrive in the best of both worlds. So I'm excited. I think this is a step in the right direction. Is it the, is it, is it the cure all be all that's going to make everything better? I don't freaking know, but it sure as hell is a step in the right direction. I don't think anyone, if you can't even deny that or think that this is a step in the right direction that's exactly I, what it is it's it's nothing less or more than that like yeah it's a step in the right direction yeah so i'm you, excited you, uh, you heard it here first everybody brian said it in just a few short years we're officially going to be getting a marvel dc crossover that's that's what that's what brian was implying i'm <laughs> so what it, brian was implying i'll say this if you ever hoped for that this is a step towards that more than uh, it was yesterday I just want to correct myself. If I said James Gunn movies when I was saying Peter Safran produced, he actually produced all of James Wan's movies. No, you said James Wan. Okay, if I said I don't, I'm not sure if I said James Gunn or James Wan, but he does all of James Wan's movies, which is very, very uh, interesting. Obviously, some big ties there. A lot of movies. He does all of the Conjuring films, every single one of them. Um, no, look, th there's obviously not a whole lot to go off of right now. It's just an announcement of who's running the studio. But it leaves us very excited and it leaves us probably with a lot of things to talk about going forward. Um, I bet we'll probably have some announcements in the new year. Um, 
after we see things like Shazam and Aquaman 2, possibly after The Flash as well. Because um, then the slate is pretty much open and and uh, free for whatever they want to do. I don't I know how long also, they're going to take. And Go ahead. I just think you kind of said something with the reminded me with the James Wan. You know sure as hell that James Gunn is going to respect directors like yeah. James Wan and stuff and let them be creative. And that is nothing but a plus in the, compared to what they were doing before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if I might ask one of our panel members to stop arguing in the chat with one of our watchers, I'd appreciate it. Um, <laughs> or maybe that's uh, just, yeah. We, we want to respect our viewers. We want to respect them. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, no, just kidding. You can you can go after that guy, Gabe, all you want. I don't care. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, uh, let's let's get into it, guys. We only have a little bit left on the show, but we got to talk about Black Hat. We got to talk about it because this is obviously what the show is supposed to be about. Obviously, it was going to be the the show tonight until all this chaos started happening. Um, let's talk about Black Adam a little bit. Three of us saw it together on uh, Thursday evening, and uh, we've been sitting on it a little bit. Uh, we put our quick little instant reaction out of the theater uh, up on the YouTubes. Um, but now we're going to dive into some spoilers. So spoilers ahead for Black Adam. And everything that the movie is. Uh, I'll start us off by just saying, what is happening in the chat right now? Like, what the hell? Is yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, yeah, those comments do not reflect all of first round fantasy. Just gotta say, is you know, <laughs> just half single individual. Just half. Uh, um, no, look, I'll start us off by canceled. saying this. Look, oh god, uh, <laughs> I I think I was the most hesitant going into this movie out of all of us on this channel. I think it's very well known. Uh, my thoughts on the trailers and stuff leading into this movie. I said it in the reaction. Um, I had fun with the movie. I had a lot of fun with the movie. There's a lot of enjoyable parts. Some of the characters, if not most of the characters, are really, really, really well done. I thought the action set pieces were great up until the very end. And I'll talk about that once we get there. Um, it has nothing to do with the actual like fighting part. It's more about the visual side of it all. But um the story is where I kind of hold back a little bit as far as like a movie uh, start to finish. It it just the story didn't hit for me as much as I wanted it to. I thought the characters were a lot of fun. I thought the action was fun. I thought most of the visual effects were great. Um, and we'll get into some of the stuff that maybe I didn't like here and there. But uh, it's it's a plus from where I was because I, w I wasn't negative going in, but I was definitely walking in thinking I wasn't going to like this movie. Um, I, I didn't have the best reactions to the trailers. I just thought that it was going to be a little bit of a bomb. Um, wasn't really feeling it. And I ended up walking away pretty nicely. So, um, so yeah, uh, Jacob, I'll go to you next. A little reaction review of black Adam before we dive into the specifics. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a fun time with it, to be honest. I, when I was watching it, like, about 75% of the movie were, were through it. And I'm like, I'm really liking this movie. I actually really dug it. Um, there are certain things I was that were weird, but whatever, like for the most part, I was enjoying it. Um, and, and like the end kind of falls apart a little bit, but, and I think a lot of people, they go away, take like, they go away with that sour taste of an ending in their mouth. And they're like, Oh, the whole movie sucked. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like for me, at least, I was enjoying it for the most part. And I actually really liked Dwayne Johnson in it. Uh, and that's what I wanted from him. It's like I didn't want him acting like Dwayne Johnson. I wanted him acting like another character. 
And I think we got that for the most part. We've seen them in the trailers. The Justice Society is freaking awesome. I love They steal the movie. All four of those characters. <laughs> they steal the they, movie so bad. They do a great job. Like they could have made a Justice Society movie with just these four characters, and I would have been totally fine with that. Like yeah. it's unfortunate. Like we watch a Black Adam movie starring The Rock and we're more invested in these other characters and at least for me and, but still they're a part of this movie. So like, that's a positive thing that they did. They had the, the right idea, like sending in a, yeah. a squad to go get him and they can't stop him. Cool idea. I think it worked for the most part. Um, but like you said, not perfect. couple things that are very questionable. I'm not sure we'll get into those. Brian. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm the same. I, 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 it was like not a bad watch. Like, I mean, I, it definitely was better than what I was expecting it to be. Um, I definitely put my expectations low in the hopes that anything would like make it higher, and I think that was really a good thing to do. Um, I really enjoyed the rock. Actually, he, a lot of the times I have a problem with him because I feel like he plays the same character. He plays the rock in all of his movies. Um, but I really enjoyed him in this. Um, I completely 100% agree with you. The justice society stole this movie at times. <laughs> um, but, it was. It wasn't bad. It was. I. It's just again, step in the right direction. I think um, with a, a few uh, things that maybe could have been changed. But other than that, I mean, I wasn't. I didn't walk out of it going, "What a load of garbage that was." <laughs> so, it, it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what kind of. Um... I don't want to say negatives because they're not really negatives, but maybe things that you didn't like about the movie. I'm not sure what you guys have specifically for me, the things that I kind oh, of I walked out of. Yeah. The things that I kind of, I walked out of just being like, ah, it didn't really work for me. Um, one, I thought that having the mother and son in there the entire time was too yep. much. That's um, one of mine. I, they shouldn't have been in there from the very, like, and the thing is, the I end. like them, but yeah, they're in it way too much. They're, like, they're literally, you can consider them co leads of this movie, dude, they're, they're in it like, more than the Justice Society. Yeah, honestly, if you track the the screen time, do they have more screen time than The Rock? Yeah, and or I have equal? nothing like I thought, I thought the, the story idea was really cool. I thought the connection that they had with uh, Teth Adam was really cool, but kind of phased them out near the end of fate of of uh act two somewhere in the middle of the movie where it just becomes straight up super powered versus super powered they don't need to be there and and mm -hmm. them being there resulted in the rise of the dead zombie walking things that yep. did not need to happen mm -hmm. um the third act kind of just like fighting like the third act kind of just blew up on itself um and we've seen it with tons of movies specifically superhero movies that the third act just kind of goes way overboard. Um, and it's not exactly how I felt, but it's similar how I felt about the ending of the Batman, where the Batman just kind of like, it went from the super grounded sword to now the whole city is on in flooded territory. 
Like it just kind of like up the ante really quick. Um, and, and that's it, a movie that you stuff. love too. Like, and I love that movie. Yeah, I, I absolutely nah. adore that movie, but the third act kind of just went a little, a little too far in the movie. Um, this one with like the zombie walkers and like, we, we know the idea of Sabak, but we got no real backstory or connection to him whatsoever. Uh, he just he got a appeared. backstory, but you didn't get connection. The, you didn't care. He got a he got a a slight backstory. Like Jacob asked me in the middle of the movie, he goes, "Wait, do you have to be related to Zabak to become Zabak?" Like when that question was never answered. <laughs> like I think it was just fulfilling his great whatevers. But but he was related to Zabak. Like and again, yeah. it, it wasn't terrible. It was not awful, but. There were it just it wasn't as good as it could have been. It wasn't as tight as it could have been. I also had some just small moments in the movie that I didn't really enjoy. Like there's those moments where the rock is kind of when he's first becoming Black Adam and he's flying or he's punching things. And like when he's fighting the army, uh, I love the when he speed flies and punches people. Well, yeah, I but visual. I don't like when all of a sudden this random quirky music comes on. Okay. Would you stop saying all it. of my things? I'm talking, so I'm talking. I'm saying <laughs> what I you want. You said two already, and they're well, both. Right? Well, but does he know that those are your things? <laughs> no, I don't. He doesn't get to I name cannot, everything. I cannot stand. I cannot stand when movies just yes. feel like let's have a little fun. Let's put some really quirky music over this scene. I'm sorry. Number He's one. killing people. He's supposed to be this big bad, and you're per you're putting like this rock pop music over the top of it. No, I agree. Like, no. why don't they just play the score? Like, yes, just play or, the score. Yeah, like I, make a new make a score for that action scene. You know. Okay, yeah. so Jake said my two main things. Um, the two things that I had the biggest problem with. Uh, was the kid specifically the 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 two humans were in it way too much the kid especially at the end he was I found extremely annoying at the end uh, that I just couldn't handle um, I don't know what it is with these movies but this, like this was it when he tried to be quicksilver do you guys remember that scene no. the super slow-mo scene oh well yeah where yeah. he put the grenade well, in the yeah. guy's mouth and all like yeah like come on so i sorry Brian, go ahead no well i i hate when they put normal music in to these like scenes mm -hmm. um only certain two, movies can do it. Well, the two biggest standouts for me now is this movie and when they did the Pitbull song randomly in, in the desert in Aquaman. Well, it depends like I, on the movie, right? Like Guardians, they have a story element as to why the music's there. Yeah, there's in a Captain Marvel. She goes back to the 90s. So they're playing 90s music like there has to be like you have to make it fit. They just brought it in out of nowhere for no reason. Well, the reason was that he was Black Adam and paint it. The song was taught it yeah. titled Paint It Black. But, yeah, but like that's it was to me unnecessary. Some people might have liked it. That's fine. But to me, I that was one thing I just didn't like. It 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 turned it from being like 
a believable kind of serious moment to an absolute cheese fest yeah. for like two minutes. Like that action scene was really cool. You know, it was really cool. But then you put that that music over the top and it's just like, OK, this is cheesy. Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, it but but I don't want to sound like we're being negative about this movie because we're not. Let's talk about some good things. Well, I or Jacob, did say, you have anything? Well, the thing for me is like, okay, I get the music doesn't work in that scene, and I and I agree. Like, but I think I don't mind the slow motion part in the scenes where it's from Black Adam's perspective. And I said this walking out of the theater, like because he he he's like in in the sense like Superman or like the Flash, like they can move they move way quicker than everybody else. So like just because we've seen it before in Days of Future Past, whatever, doesn't mean another character can't do it because like otherwise. Why can't we see that? Like, why why should we never see that again from a person who moves just don't quickly? put the music over the top and it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And so it's like, but there are there is slow motion in this movie that is not from Black Adam's perspective, which mm-hmm. is completely like, no, there's no reason for this. Like, it's completely mm-hmm. unnecessary, and I mm-hmm. that bothers me. But the scenes where it's like, oh, he's just seeing things, and it's like to him, this is how slow everything's moving. Like, I'm cool with that. But like you said, the music is it doesn't fit, but so here, while I agree the mom and son are in it way too much, there should have been a point in the movie where like, okay, they're going to go out of harm, like out of harm's way. And then, like you said, Jake, only superpowers involved going forward. There was no so, need for them after Sabak came back to life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so the things I did enjoy about the kid and, and the mom are when, when Black Adam first wakes up in the house and the kid's talking to him and kind of giving him the rundown on what the world's like these days and mm-hmm. how it's changed since he's been asleep and all that stuff and and how and that's what i appreciated about Dwayne's performance is that like he kind of did his best version of uh Dave Batista in in Guardians where it's like he's trying he's kind of naive and he doesn't really understand what's going on around him and the way he's reacting to things are funny to us because like he doesn't get it right so i, I thought that was pretty cool uh there's a few like lines in there um, that he says, I can't think of the top of my head, but that 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 went pretty well, and that were actually charming between him and the kid. But it's like at a certain point, it just it just went on too long. But I did like their relationship because, like, first of all, he lost his son, right? So it's like it kind of reminds him of his own kid. But also, it's like it the Black Adam character is like, and they say it a million times in this movie, he's so dark, right? And it's like that kid brightened him up a little bit. So I did I did like that. That's fair. My, I think my favorite thing about Black, the character, is that he consistently didn't really waver in like, I'm going to kill people. Like, I, I kept waiting for him to be like, okay, fine, I won't do it. And he never did. That's a great he point. Can, he consistently was like, I'm going to kill these people to the annoyance of Hawkman. And like, I think that that to me was very much needed because there are so many times when we see an anti-hero storyline where it's they're bad up until a certain point and then they do everything good. He stayed an anti-hero the whole entire time. Uh, like, at no point did he, like, 
save someone that he like threw if he threw him up in the air someone better save him because they're gonna hit the ground so like i i appreciated that they never like wavered for the sake of like look he's good now like no he's still being an asshole the whole entire time and i i that was i think the thing i appreciated the most because i kept waiting for that like that rock like it's the rock so we're gonna make sure he is still seen as a good guy but it never really came like did he save the day yes did he continuously throughout the whole entire time be a pain in the ass to the justice society and kill people yeah he never stopped the whole entire movie and that to me made a huge difference in this anti-hero storyline that we get all the time in these movies like venom for example like that type of stuff so i I appreciate dc and the creators actually sticking to their guns of like no he's going to be this jerk throughout the whole entire time consistently so yeah can we talk about the jsa now yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) Uh, I think Aldous Hodge is one of the best casted characters ever. Agreed. He is Hawkman. Agreed. Hawkman is is maybe my favorite addition to DCEU. Um, in a long time. <laughs> maybe since Henry Cavill was casted as Superman. Like wow. Like I love Black. I love Ben Affleck as Batman. I love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. But like, he is he is perfect as Hawkman. Perfect as Hawkman. Um, so good. The portrayal uh, and the way that they set him up to be this, to be the leader that he obviously is. Um, and he but, clearly has more money than Batman. Yeah, hundred percent he does. <laughs> uh, but just the the knowledge, the intelligence, the uh, experience this guy has is incredible, mm-hmm. um, and he never, ever, ever gives up ever gives up there are there are very few heroes like him in any universe uh marvel dc whatever um he is he is truly a one of my kind character and i loved it i i think hawkman is such a rich character that hasn't really been touched before uh he was in smallville he was in a big part of smallville and it was a very good story he was a little bit in the arrowverse um, yeah, not legends. used enough <laughs> he was in one episode and killed not used but... not used enough um but i th- i think that this could be the start of something really cool for hawkman really really cool for hawkman uh specifically because his partner uh was not there we have not seen her yet and they obviously are pretty much um tethered together throughout infinity time um i love the idea that he's he can recruit anybody uh, he's he right. It didn't it didn't feel like it was just a set JSA team. Amanda mm-hmm. Waller asked him, "Okay, who are you bringing?" He he was picking people depending on the situation, which I thought was really cool. It's like an active it seems roster. Like they don't that he's like, have a set team right now. No, it was like an active roster that he pulls uh, from, which I think is a really cool idea. It but seems it, like it, it was just him, and then he kind of. Well, it definitely felt like fate had been there before, and he hadn't been there for a while, but he really needed the help. Yeah, well, they have a like, lot of history together. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's like members that are there that they can when they're just called, be upon. called upon. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, yeah, because Cyclone, her, her, uh, her, her suit had a Cyclone image on it, like she was part of a team. And then obviously oh, Adam nice. Smasher had a, had his logo on it. Um, so, but it seemed like it, as we know, it was their first their first go at it for Cyclone and Adam Smasher. So mm-hmm. they were they were youngins. Um, no, I thought that I thought the team aspect was great, and what a great way to introduce them. Um, obviously, we bring them in, we meet the characters of of you know, their real selves kind of get a backstory. Uh, great cameo by Henry Winkler. Is it Henry, Henry Winkler? Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, right? Henry uh, Winkler. Yeah. And, and then the first moment we actually get to see the JSA suited up on the go is an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute, that fight between the four of them and black Adam was incredible. Great. It's, you know, it's Hawk, it's Hawkman versus Black Adam, which seemed like forever. And then it's Hawkman and Fate, Fate doing his stuff, which I what visually was just stunning mm-hmm. to watch. Um, oh and then God. you throw in okay. Cyclone in there, which I thought her powers were really cool portrayed on screen. Yeah. And then you just throw in a Noah Centino Adam Smasher, and he's just running the wrong way. Just running the wrong way. And then he finally finds the fight, um, and he gets blown up a little bit. But uh, yeah. I thought it what a great introduction for these characters. First time we ever met him. Um, awesome. Awesome. I need you probably died when Dr. Fate did his thing, right, Brian? <laughs> I need absolutely everything Dr. Fate. Well, Pierce Brosnan. Well, spoilers ain't gonna happen. <laughs> well, I, then give me prequel stuff like because <laughs> he's clearly been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal as that character. He really was. He was so slick and just everything about him was so good. Like it he might be my favorite thing coming out of the whole entire movie. Like I I'm thought not he would even, be. I wouldn't I, blame you. He was so good and just like the way he's flying around doing his hand motions and stuff and it literally they ripped out uh a thing from in uh the injustice video games um uh, that i caught his like where he it zooms in and he does like this motion type thing and shoots like that literally is his special in the injustice uh games um i i I don't know to be completely honest i i kind of dig him more than dr strange right now like he he was so just like i want to dive into his like magic realm and the helmet (laughs) like I want a Doctor Fate movie. Honestly, yeah, hundred awesome. percent. It's, it's the the history. They do it a lot. They do a lot of it in Smallville. It's really really cool. And it's not obviously, it's not obviously perfect in Smallville, but his history and backstory is really cool. It's, that final fight he had with Sabak, where he was basically holding the line against Sabak, was incredible. Yeah. In I loved the usage of the multiple fates, and they did it throughout the movie. They did it a couple times, mm-hmm. um, but the usages of how many fates there were. 
and seeing and then going zoom in like the Iron Man mask, right? We saw him inside the mask, Pierce Brosnan. And then we zoomed back out and seeing Dr. The Fate first time he game. puts on the mask, I love that scene. It yeah, looks so it's, badass. It's the visual aspect of Dr. Fate is so cool. Um, they said it in the movie, but in case you didn't catch it, I love the character so much because when you put the helmet on, he's someone completely different. He's not the same person. He's overtaken by the helmet. Uh, the You can th- kind of think of the helmet as an entity and that mm. entity takes him over as soon as he puts it on. Um, which is why he's able to do the things he can do. And that's why the helmet is basically like a living object essentially is what it is. Yeah. Um, and that moment when Hawkman used it too, fire. Absolutely. And they said the helmet will not let you touch it. Like if you, it was it a respect. Allow it was 100% a respect it. value. The helmet yeah. knew it was a respect mm-hmm. value. For sure. He knew yeah. they had a good relationship. Like the helmet yes, has probably been around him a lot. He, so. he knew that he needed it in that moment. And he, and Hawkman goes, all right, bro, let's let's do this. Let's do this. That was exactly, so cool. Yeah. And that was, that was a and great, moment. great A great little twist from us, too, because we see it. We're like, oh, his vision came true. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, no. he's It actually didn't come true, which is really It cool. was, but it wasn't what we thought yeah. it was. Yeah. They had some so, cool, like, uh, little twists that I appreciated. Like, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I saw. Yes, dad. Andy, to your comment. Yes, you're correct. But I, I don't know about you, but I, I saw the the dad being uh not i saw black adam not being the save the kid oh, oh that, that was yeah, predictable yeah, yeah. from the, like, set, the second that, started it that was predictable, was predictable. yeah I, like, I knew that the rock wasn't actually the kid yeah 100%. like that i i knew i saw that a mile away you could um, you could hear the rock's voice when he, they wouldn't show his face when he saved the kid yeah um Things I didn't anticipate is like uh, Ishmael being related, the descendant of Sabak. Like that, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. Not just some random schmo being like, I want to be the crown of Sabak. Like I appreciated that. You know where he's from? Yeah, it's Jafar. Um, Oh, is it? That's not even what I was going to mention. Oh, you didn't know? It's yeah. Well, I know he's. I know that, but I know that now that you said it. But he's from the old guard. That's where I first recognized him. Yeah, it's Jafar. Wow. So I I, I appreciated that it wasn't Joy just some bastard. Yeah. I appreciated <laughs> it wasn't some random schmo just wanting to be the bad guy. Like well that, that's it- why I think that's why Jacob and I, t- I talked about it in the movie is it seemed like you had to be related to make it all happen. See, I didn't get that. I just I got that he just wanted to fulfill this ancestor's goal and mm-hmm do that but would but they I, have even like allowed him to do it if he wasn't related to him who knows like they didn't explain uh, yeah. it right so but either way i appreciate that they connected it and made like that yeah it's better twist. than it just being a random guy who's just obsessed with it or something exactly and yeah. it was that and the Hawkman little like gotcha moment like those types of things like i appreciate like don't give me the like the obvious the dad one that I saw a mile away. Um, well, I thought the turn, yeah. and I don't know if you saw this, Brian, or, or even Jacob, but I thought the turn it before the fight with Sabak where fate locks them out, essentially, and pr- imprisons oh, himself yeah. in with Sabak. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. basically said, it's not your time. Like, yeah. I, I didn't show you the whole vision, which I thought was great because we didn't even see the whole vision. I like that they kept that from us as well, and that, that was a full surprise at mm-hmm. the end. Because uh, they easily could have shown that. 
um, which, yeah. which, you know, I'm, I'm and really they tied it in from the beginning it. when he's riding in his limo to Hawkman's mm-hmm. estate, he's having mm-hmm. those visions. So it was yeah, like a exactly. through line storyline. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought everything that as far as the JSA goes was great. I didn't, I liked every single one of the characters. Of course, Adam Smasher or Cyclone could have had more time, but they weren't the stars. They were the young well, bucks. Yeah. I mean, Alita, fate and Hawkman. So. I was going to say like Hawkman and Dr. Fate, they're both like casting performance, everything they did visually with the characters, the superpowers. Perfect. Like yeah. those two characters. Amazing. And then you have Cyclone and uh, Adam Smasher. Like they're not supposed to be, you know, well-rounded experienced characters. They're still learning you know figuring things out especially adam smasher as we saw but i actually like those characters one of my favorite things about this movie is like when they're all standing in the ship right in hawkman's ship it's not like everybody's blabbering off like everybody's talking so much information going on the dialogue in those scenes is actually very limited and it's very subtle and there's like a lot of quiet moments even especially between adam smasher and cyclone and they're just like she reveals her backstory yeah and they're just like getting to know each other and it felt genuine like i feel like they add too much dialogue sometimes in those scenes and it just felt like a real conversation she was she was definitely feeling that boy she was definitely yeah and as far as like you know having two very experienced characters and two very inexperienced characters i thought it worked very very well yeah and like you know if this was a jsa movie i would I would have been totally down with it. And mm-hmm. maybe we will get one. I, I mean, after this, like Possible. if they told me a JSA movie, Aldous Hodge starring, I'm there. Like I'm 100%. so in. If that happens. Yeah, he was, in. he, I, he brought not... the gravitas to counter the rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very hard to do. He really did. And that, that was his one job and he successfully did it. I was not expecting to, I've always liked the character of Hawkman, but I didn't had no uh, interest. Like, yeah. no, well, I didn't know the actor. Like I didn't really have any yeah, connections from him, invisible so. man. Ages of shield, invisible man. Yeah. But I mean, like, so I was just kind of like, okay, I didn't expect to like immediately walk out and be like, Holy crap. For the love of God, please give me more of him mm-hmm. and with other characters. Um, they need for the love of I've never I don't I can't remember the last time I've hoped so hard that they bring someone back to life because Pierce Brosnan I don't want anyone other than Pierce Brosnan playing Dr. Fate like you can't give a performance Uh, like that and then give us so I mean they they could find a way but I think ultimately it would probably end up being a different Dr. Fate probably and it's funny because I saw Pierce Brosnan said that he was like this was so amazing and so much fun. And then they go off and kill me. And I'm, he, he was genuinely like pissed off that he, his character got kicked, killed off. It, but it, it made the most sense though. It did. And to, for the story, it made sense. But like, if you don't, you cap like cat, you need to capitalize on him in a prequel of something because he was, it could be like this took place oh, six months before Black Adam. Like just well, do another movie. <laughs> he said in the movie he's been around for a hundred years. He's yeah, been around for a hundred years. Like so. literally put him through. Give us like some. I don't know. He's in the seventies in some vill- like some anything. 
I just need more of Pierce Brosnan playing this character. Well, if they follow, if they follow different or uh, older stories and different stories, the JSA were the official original superhero team in the DC universe. So maybe he was part of an original JSA team back in the day that they could easily do. We saw that in Legends that happened in Smallville. Um, so there's definitely possible. Hawkman, Hawkman pretty much just keeps living. So it's not. Do like we that. know? Does yeah. Hawkman? So if Hawkman just stays alive for his entirety of his lifespan, does he age? Like, does he age up to an old man and die, mm-hmm. and then he's reincarnated? Yeah, his life. They just. They just. It's a giant cycle. So do you guys think that, like, in this continuity, that like, so he his previous self, his previous selves, like built that wealth and every time he's reincarnated he just goes back yep this is my house like probably that, that yeah would that, make sense, it would right? make more sense yeah it'd make more sense and then whoever his like staff are or whatever they would know maybe they know that it's him i don't know <laughs> who knows i mean amanda waller clearly knows who he is, who he is so it yeah. wouldn't matter i mean i mean um, like honestly if you were to put together like all right here are the top 10 characters in the dceu right now hawkman easy. for me is 100 percent in that list top five like, easy yeah, yeah. i mean Easy. I wouldn't argue, yeah. And so, like, Easy. the thing for me is, like, whether or not you like everything going on in the DCEU, they got a, a lot of good things going. And, like, yeah. they introduced a few in this movie. For it's sure. a promising... It was a promising move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I throw Black Adam in there as well. Like, what... You know, not the movie, but I'm saying the character. Like, I'm I'm excited to see the character continue. I'm excited to see where the character goes. There's some, there's obviously some repercussions that he's dealing with. We know at the end of the film and we can talk about it. We only have a little bit left. So we have to go quick here. Uh, But post credit scene of the movie, um, we see him have a conversation with Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller basically tells him, if you ever step foot outside your country, I'm coming for you. (laughs) He responds by saying, no one on this planet can take care of me. She responds by saying, I can make a few phone calls. And lo and behold, Mr. Henry Cavill himself shows up as the soup walks out of the shadows um, and uh, obviously teasing an eventual Superman versus Black Adam showdown. But I think we're all in agreement that that's not what's going to happen next. No, Uh, no. I think I think that's just kind of teasing the fact that if it ever does come to it, it will happen a Superman versus Black Adam moment. I think we're all in agreement that we probably see Henry Cavill next in a solo movie. And we probably so. see Black Adam next partner next to Shazam, correct? Uh, whether it be a Black Adam sequel or Shazam, that's what whether it be in the Shazam franchise or Black Adam franchise, I think next we see Black Adam next to Shazam. I don't. I think that the Shazam world will be made aware of Black Adam's return, and and that might be the closest you get. Well, he's not going to be in black in Shazam two, but like no. if they do a Shazam three or a black Adam two, like I think Shazam and him are going to cross paths. I mean, he's literally the missing member of the Shazam family. Like there's literally, I, empty I think, I think the next there. time we see black Adam, it'll Shazam will be in the movie. Yeah. Or vice versa. What, you know, it just like, makes, oh, it yeah, just yeah. makes you're the right, most sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. It just makes them like, whether it's, whether it's a black Adam sequel or a Shazam three cool, I think one way or another, it's Shazam and Black Adam. It's just it just makes sense because then you can after that you do the Black Adam Superman story, right? You can kind of you can do it that way. Yeah, no, for sure, and I agree with that. And I I can't wait to see because like if if that Shazam interacts with this Black Adam, like that Shazam has no business 
tangling with this Black Adam. So like that's that why there's a family though. Curious. Yeah, I that, that's why there's Shazam. a family though. Exactly. I, mean, it, I want to see Shazam grow more as a character, and I think he will. Um, I mean, but dude, unless he Henry just starts Cavill killing off his siblings. Reveal, how good does Henry Cavill look? Like they changed his. Did hair. you guys? Did you guys know this? That they shot that in September. Wow. I mean, just a few and, weeks before the release. It makes sense because the Warner Brothers heads were fighting it for so long, but once they got the boot, it probably freed it up. He, uh, the suit, the suit was probably the same one that he had been wearing, which made sense because it was so last minute. But he, he looks like he just never left. He's he's so perfect for the role, just so perfect. Yeah, he has like a just a commanding presence. It's like don't mess with Superman. He knows <laughs> what he's supposed to sound like. It's just that just that simple voice of like we need to talk it's just like oh it's like even though he's like not home royalty, it's like it's Google. like home there you go it's like home it. yeah yeah it's, it's like smallville it. it's like smallville yeah, yeah do you guys know in like a 45 minute period i found out that superman is returning and that cmc got traded to the 49ers like all <laughs> at the same time and i didn't know which one was better like yeah, yeah. and then the 49ers but, lost yeah and made yeah, us happy but no i I, if I had to choose, I would go with Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill back as Superman if I had to choose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, that was amazing. Like, I, it really like changes my whole look outlook of optimism for this universe, mm -hmm. whether or not Henry Cavill's there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's back. So there is it's just whether, whether, the, whether the movies are great, incredible, good, average, whatever, it's just pushing it all forward. It's mm -hmm. just it's it's like clearly the fans love it. It's like ninety percent or something as a, on an audience score. That's great. People oh, are like, wow. and that's all it needs to be. So yes, movies are made for fans, not critics. <laughs> so <laughs> the no critics, one, I mean, Man of Steel's at fifty four percent because they had suck it. No <laughs> one gives. If you are making films for critic scores, you might as well just write it off because Tron like, Legacy is at a 30%. Those people are so dead wrong. Losers. I mean, this is another clear example. Like, I mean, the fans are, I, it's funny because this is the first time I've seen a DC movie where people are like, they, they don't, there isn't like, it was the greatest movie ever. Or this was absolute trash. Like people were recognizing like, it wasn't like the greatest movie ever, but it was still entertaining and had great parts. And like, no one's like arguing about it. And it's, it's nice. Cause like, I feel like we are moving towards a good future for these movies. Like to be honest before, uh, I, I thought the um, fury of the gods trailer looked great. Like before the Black Adam movie, I don't know what you guys thought, but like I was kind of like sweet. No, I'm I'm ready for that movie. I I mean I know it got delayed, but I'm I like I I really like the first Shazam. So I'm same director returning. Like I'm I'm down for this movie. I know it's a little more like on the lighthearted kitty side, but they're kids. They're literally kids that turn into superheroes. So like, what can you do with that? You it has to until be until Black way. Adam comes in there and starts killing all those kids. Well, really quick before we before we uh, head out, I wanted to bring up a couple comments here. Mike K said I could see Black Adam appearing in a post credit scene in Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I would probably yeah. say yeah. Uh, Shane Rose have Billy experience a really serious loss. Maybe Freddie. 
and bring in Black Ooh. Adam to have him take his anger out on someone. Uh, the exact same skill set, but Black Adam is on a completely different plane from the Shazam uh plane from the shazam of the trailer before the movie oh god i see what you're saying there rachel thank yeah. you thank you and she finally said here uh we are just we are all just so happy something good is happening we'll give them the benefit of the doubt yeah um you're right rachel you are correct. again um, it seems like they're making steps in the right direction and it it makes things more enjoyable because you are getting excited about what could come Absolutely. At the end of the day, we all want it to succeed. We all want good superhero movies. Like we don't Speak want. Speak for yourself, Brian. All right. Well, <laughs> if you want trash, then you can watch trash. I'm joking. I'm joking. Goodness. Oh, of course we do. Of course we all want these movies to be great. What's the next? Is Shazam the next movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe Aquaman. Uh, I don't know. I gotta look. One or the other. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up tonight. Thank you so much for joining us on this DC heavy show on a Tuesday episode of Apocalypse Now. We appreciate you all guys hanging out, uh, joining us for a Henry Cavill discussion, a little James Gunn in there, as he is the new head, uh, co-head, excuse me, of DC Studios, and then, of course, our Black Adam spoiler discussion. We appreciate um, them dropping that news today. Absolutely. For us. Absolutely. Just for us. For us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just for us. You guys, I mean, look, they said, you know, Apocalypse Now goes live tonight. We're going to give them some stuff to talk about. So thank you guys. We appreciate you all. Um, let's do some very quick plugs before we wrap up. Jacob, where can everyone find you online? You can find me on Twitter at JacobBarley824. You can also check out First Round Fantasy on YouTube. Uh, discuss fantasy football with my buddy Gabe, as you might have saw in the half, chat earlier. Half of them. Just I don't know what that guy was talking about. Um, and also, Bartley and Barnes, me and Keith, uh, will be back next week for our October episode of Bartley and Barnes. So come check us out. Is it next week, November? Yeah, but we're so technically the 31st is Monday. So we're doing it next week, like to cover October stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, that's an interesting uh, style you guys have there. Uh, Brian, what about you? Uh, be of all seen on Twitter and Instagram, a uh, certain point of view on Mondays um, and Pandalorian club this week, tomorrow. I'll let you plug that. No, me. Hey, our uh, star Wars review show is going to go live tomorrow evening. Uh, depending on the time, we're not sure yet. Brian, I'll let you know on the tweeter. Uh, we're reviewing episode eight of Andor, which we are very excited about. And then also um, Tales of the Jedi comes out tomorrow. If you're interested in some Star Wars animation and we're going to do a review on this channel. We don't have an exact locked date just yet. It might not be live as well. Uh, it might just be a pre-recorded review uploaded on the channel. But either way, we'll get you some content on Tales of the Jedi. And as Brian said, POV each week as well for myself. Uh, make sure you're hitting up all those social medias for here on Apocalypse. Everything is in the description. Links to everything that you can find us as far as social media, other channels, all that good stuff. Again, we appreciate you all hanging out with us, talking some DC, Black Adam, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday for another episode of Apocalypse Now. Uh, no decision on what it is just yet, but I know we're going to have a damn good time doing it. So make sure you join us. But until then, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll catch you guys next time.